The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable. And they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com that's s-t-e-e-p-e-d coffee.com asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch if you're in santa cruz come on by any of the cat and cloud locations we have it there for you basically they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned pre-ground innovation so tell all your friends (laughs) how do you handle disappointment do you know I don't know. I mean, I'm always disappointed, so I don't think anything really matters at this point. Well, for, maybe you got to watch the show with Dear Evan Hansen. Well, I'm kind of trying to figure out right now. It's like, what do I care about and what do I not care about? You know, mm. what do I just let go and what do I really, you know, think about, take the time to think about, make it my own? What is it, you know? What is it, man? What did I hear Ryan Holiday say? We're we're all just a bunch of monkeys on this spinning rock hurling through outer space. So it's kind of (laughs) hard to make sense of that in the first place. Then all these other things happen. And you're like, does that really matter what we just talked about? Like, do I even need to think about it? Like, what am I going to get from thinking about it? You 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 know, I mean, I need to think about it, but I feel like the only thing that you get is the ability to say that you did think about it and say that you, you know, because then on the other side of it, if you're bumming somehow, then you're like, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I need to think and about that for you is important. That, that'll make me mad. You know, yeah. And I'll start resenting everybody, deal. and then right. I'll just be like, I fucking hate you. Yeah, and then you're all, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna actually just skate into the sunset. I'm out of here, dude. Me and Gino I are out. He's pulling hang. me into Westcliff. I can walk again. I don't fucking need you guys. You could put one foot on the knee scooter, <laughs> on, and one <laughs> foot on a skateboard. Nobody tells me what to do except Gino. It's fine. I'm already blowing it this morning anyway. I'm pretty sure I'm the worst role model ever. <laughs> I what? This is a nice intro. What the hell? Isn't it pretty good? I got up. That doesn't sound bad. Took a shower, did the whole thing, you know, I got mean, ready. Pretty solid intro for a, mentor, a person. Role and model. I, I usually get coffee across the street, but I was like, I'm going to go to Portola today. Great start. So I went to Portola, got my coffee, sat, I sit in the corner yeah. that looks out into... Yeah, the yeah. little the little nook, nook like tucked away you know so no one you sure were no one could talk to me and uh, i didn't even talk to you i came I, in i, I know I that's, like, I'm not doing it i don't even want to talk know. to anybody yep here's where the asshole part comes in everardo comes in sits down right next to me he's like hey man can i sit here for like five minutes and i'm like yeah i'm gonna read <laughs> <laughs> and you feel guilty about that? then i felt guilty about it and then i had to process that feeling of guilt being yeah. on on one hand you know, every piece of advice in the business managerial sphere is like, if you have time, give people the time, you yeah. know, if you can spare the time, do it. Contrast with, I don't want to talk to anybody in the morning. Right. I can make it through the, you know, the social niceties of, Hey, what's up? Like it's quick chat, coffee. Cool. Then I got to read and write for at least a half hour before I feel like I'm even capable to talk to someone, mm-hmm. including whoever my best friend is, who like my wife. I'm just like, no, don't talk to me. Jenny will be like, hey, and I'm like, no, 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 thank you, <laughs> sorry, sir. What 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 was what was different when you were like barista man waking up at five and like straight to social world? Is it the stage that makes it different in like the mindset? I think the stage is a big part of it. I think the pr- there's a l- way less pressure. I feel like as a mm, be- you're just doing a service and then they move along. Yeah, I mean, I you, there's no. I mean, some of them you see every day, so you do have to build that rapport. But it doesn't feel like people are really counting you on counting on you for anything mm-hmm. other than good energy, great experience, right? And the implications of owning a business or being a manager they they trail a little further than that yeah yeah no doubt so it feels more weighty so it is more weighty so i was like damn it 
And right when I said no, I was like, it was one of those things like we're just talking about right now. I was like, I feel like I have to make a decision really quickly and I'm not prepared to. Yeah. So I chose, I'm just going to read because I need to do that. And then I felt bad. And then, uh, you know, someone else invited Ev to come sit with them and made fun of me. And I was listening and I thought, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool, man. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm just not supposed to be a manager or a leader of people. That I don't think that's I don't think that's for me. <laughs> I think I'm just a guy. Well, that's I mean, but you're like an influential teacher, which is actually it's a different kind of leader. I think there's different ways of teaching and different ways of leading. But yeah. the classic hands-on managerial leader, I am Definitely not. My personality does not lend itself to that. You've never been that, though, either. I've never been that. No, yeah. I've never been that. Never. That's not your style. For a really short period of time at the first coffee shop that I worked at, the dude who owned it saw me and was like, you need to be in charge. You should be the manager. And I was like, I for sure don't want to be. Right. You should have this dude be the manager instead. And they're like, well, he doesn't lead by example, and you do. You have good habits. Right. And I said, okay, I'll try it out. And I tried it out for maybe a month, two at the most. And I was like, this is the worst fucking job that anyone could ever have. (laughs) And I said, I can't do this anymore. Not for you. Not for me. I can lead by example, but if they don't do what I do, I get bumming. (laughs) Yeah. Teaching, on the other hand, is is great. Uh, I love giving people tools. Tools is the fun part for me. Yeah. Well, you're really incredibly good at it. It's a gifting. Everybody it's a, sees it's a gift. So uh, then I so yeah, this is me processing how I felt guilty in the morning. <laughs> so easy to feel. You should watch Dear Evan Hansen. It will make you. You can't Hansen? watch it. Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. I saw it in New York. It's a, it's a current banger for me. Dear Evan. You won't Hansen. be able to when it tours. You can go and it'll make you feel a lot of feelings. I imagine <laughs> i was just feeling so many this morning and the, the shitty oh here's the shittier part of what happened in the morning because even though i tried to protect my time sure i ended up being completely distracted by guilt the whole time anyway right so yeah, instead like- of giving up five minutes to someone i stole 45 minutes from myself because i was writing and thinking about am i a dick and then I was reading and thinking, what did I just read? Am I a dick? <laughs> did you when you told him that you just wanted to read, were you like, hey man, I just I today like my mental space isn't good. I need to read. No. So this is one of the really this is one of the things that I am really bad at. Right. Depending on what I'm actually so right now it's nine thirty. Right. I'm amazed that I can even record a podcast in the morning. Because okay. my brain works really well in the morning for thinking yeah and creative ideas yeah yeah like if i need to to write the morning is the time to do it but as far as um interacting with other people or verbalizing what i'm thinking Mm -hmm. like physically speaking it out i can't do that very well so got it instead of saying what was on my mind which was like Hey, I'm actually not going to be any, I'm going to be terrible company in the morning because yeah. my brain's not awake until I at least have coffee, do some reading and yeah. writing and sit with it for a second. So I'm just going to be the worst version of myself. And that's not fair to you. Like <laughs> you don't want to sit with me. Yeah. I was just like, uh, I, I get so caught off guard that my first word was, uh, and then I'm just processing in my mind. I was like, I just, am going to read. That's literally what I said. Uh, I'm going to read. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and even that, I'm just like, did I really just say, uh, I'm going to read? It doesn't fucking make any sense. It offers no explanation of what, like, why I need this time, why this time is important to me. And then immediately after I said it, I can realize, well, that's not actually what I wanted to say. Right. But I still can't verbalize what well, I want to say. Two. So I'm just, I'm just going to sit here and hold the line. <laughs> it's, it's already out. Because it's already out there because I can't turn around and be... Hey, you know, I w- actually would like to talk, but I'm just not in that right yeah, headspace right it. now, and it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's actually <laughs> everything to do with me, and I don't want to talk to anybody. That seems like too much of an explanation for, you know, I feel like if I give that explanation, he's gonna be like, "Dude, I don't care. It's fine. It's not a big deal." And then I'll be like, "Oh, cool. Now I'm just overanalyzing everything in my life." So you're disappointed. 
You think he's disappointed? I don't even. I don't want to project well, what yeah, he yeah, thinks. Yeah, totally. I uh, you're worried maybe that he's. I'm disappointed. just. Um, I guess I'm always. I guess I'm continually worried that people won't understand me. Right. You know. Uh, and there's a few people who do understand me. You understand. Yeah, you know. You no, see me it. in the corner, yeah. and you, you've known it's me for long time. enough, and you're just like. Chris doesn't want to talk to anybody yeah. yet. I'm not even going to go say hi to him. Totally. Maybe knuckles every so often and then walk away. Yeah, and I see you come in behind yeah. the counter. Like, you're working at the bar. And yeah. I, like, I notice you there, and you don't say hi. And I'm not like, why isn't Jared saying hi to me? I know yeah, you that know. you're not saying hi because Jared knows that Chris doesn't want to talk to anybody right now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, this is not the tip. But it, it's hard to manage when the way it, it feels like you can almost – Never enjoy your business in the way that you can enjoy other people's businesses. Totally. In the sense of, in the afternoon, for me, the coffee shop is social hour. Right. Like one of my favorite things when I go to Portola in the afternoon is to get my espresso after lunch and I'll go post up by the window. Yeah. Talk, talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. I feel good. I feel alive. I, I feel like that's the time where I can feel... You know, I'm I'm invigorated. It's exciting, but for me, the coffee shop in the morning is very personal, and mm-hmm. it's very where I, where I set my zen. So if you go to somewhere where you don't work, you can have that ultimate zen point. Yeah, but if you go to somewhere you own, there's always a little bit of pressure looming, and for some reason, that's really hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, I want to know what it feels. I want to know how other people feel when they walk into Portola, and can just kind of zen out. Right, because I have no idea how that how that feels, and people don't talk to me every time. But there is this still program running in the background of my mind. It's like, am I even allowed to be here if I'm not talking to everybody? Should I just just stay home? Could you could you do that at your other shops? Because I actually couldn't. So like when we'd go to uh, every shop that I work in with my fam or whoever, I like had the hardest time staying in conversations because I'd always be like head on a swivel. Like mm. mentally programmed, so for me, I never could do that. Could you? Yeah, you could for sure. That's pretty good. I definitely could not. I'm. I mean, I always had. Yeah, I think I did that a lot when I worked at Ritual. It was really easy for me. Yeah, you think that's the city vibe where it's like not every single. Well, a lot of people knew you, but like you know, there's so many people cruising through. It's less of like a. Some of it's cultural, you know, what for I'm saying? sure. Like yeah, Cruz, like everybody talks to everybody. We're tight. Totally. That's that's definitely part. Yeah. Of, that's definitely City part vibe. of it. Totally. To where people, you know, you're you have more autonomy in a bigger city. Sure. Which is pretty rad. Yeah, it's, you like that. For sure. I, I like that feeling. Yep. So that it was easy there, but even at Verve, I I didn't feel, and maybe it was because, I don't know, I wasn't necessary. Once I got past the point of, all right, I was a barista, I've been a barista, and then in the context of, say, Verve, I trans transition into training and education right. or transition into business development and then ultimately transition into marketing. Right. So I was never directly in leadership with people who worked at the cafe level Mm -hmm. the closest would be training and education sure but then more people see you as a place for knowledge and understanding unless Mm -hmm. i'm in your care or i'm in your charge but now as a as a business owner i feel like in some way shape or form everyone is in my care or in my charge so even though to to take Everardo for an example, I don't manage him directly. Right. I don't have anything to do with what he does on the day to day. You yeah. know, Sam is his Sam is his dude. Yeah. I still feel a little bit of that pressure. So it is harder that. for me to it was easier for me, or maybe it was harder for you, because you always had a strong retail presence. Was, yeah. So it was for sure that, no doubt. And that does make sense. There's also the part of it where it did get a little easier to be that the longer the tenure right so like well i was there for like seven years you were there for about six then right something like that right about that so yeah i think from year five to seven when we were big enough and we had there was at that time a lot of social social powerhouse talents and leadership that could take that energy and you know and utilize they would use they would give it so it wasn't only on us and it's not at our cafe but we're the owners so it is forever is a little bit on us I'm wondering if that's why 
a lot of owners for a time, you know, like escape their cafes because they don't know how to really deal with that that balance. It's on my mind for sure. Yeah. A lot. And then the some of the other things that exacerbate it a little bit are almost this fear of misrepresenting myself or people not yeah. understanding. An example of that is if I'm making a video for, for YouTube and let's say you watch the video and you see me in the video and I'm like, dude, what's going on? We're here. We're doing this thing. It's real. Like we're going to get into this shit and let's make it happen. There's a lot of energy behind that. Right. And that's how I feel in that moment. Sure. Like at that moment when I'm recording whatever it is that is or telling that story that I'm telling, it's the same kind of thing if I'm doing public speaking or giving yeah. giving a presentation. It, that generates a lot zone. of energy for me. Yeah. The baseline to my personality is re- – I mean, I think I'm probably some sort of ambivert, but I definitely need that An introvert re- recharging yeah. time. So – when I, if I come in in the morning and I'm feeling mellow and I don't want to talk to anybody, then there's that sense of, I wonder if people are like, well, Chris acts really happy and extroverted in his videos, but when I see him in the morning, he just seems like he doesn't want to talk to anybody. Is what's going on here? Is this, is he faking it there? Does he not like me because he's not treating me the way that he's addressing this, this world overall? Like, so then I'm more, um, that is also on my mind. Right. No one said anything to me about it. It's just things, you notice stuff, it's just though. things that I think about. Yeah. So I'm always, my brain's always like on high alert and I'm you're just like connecting dots. I'm connecting your mind. Right. Whether they're accurate or not. You're connecting. Totally. Dots. Yeah. It feels real to me. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because, you know, um, you meet someone that you see who is some sort of a personality for lack of a better word. You have an idea of how that person's going to be. And it's always a weird feeling when what you see doesn't add up to what you think it would be. Right. And I'm always like, oh, if I meet someone and they're not how I thought they were going to be, I'll, I'll usually give everyone, well, maybe they're just having a weird day. Or yeah, maybe they maybe they don't actually feel like that all the time. Maybe mm-hmm. they're just maybe they're just chilling right now. Um, but yeah, that's that's another that's other shit that I think about. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, okay, so I mean, in some form, because what's on my mind right now, right, is, or has been on my mind, and I don't really have, it's something I just think about and I like want to flush out over the next bit is like being able to speak to how, how people, one thing, how people deal with disappointment, but also how the people who are like resilient and the kind of people that bounce back and make the world a better place deal with repo- re- res- uh, disappointment. So this is literally not a flushed out thought, but it's been on my mind a lot, right? There's the kind of people who I've seen who like they get disappointed and then they make it like something that they did. And then there's the, it's so complicated. So just hear me out. But then there's the people who get disappointed and are like, nobody understands my position. I'm right. And then there's the people who get disappointed and immediately go passive and just like nobody cares about me you know there's like so many different levels and responses to disappointment and they all are different based on what the thing is they're disappointed about so it's just like it's something i think is actually really important to in the long term of our business for one talk about like how do you process disappointment whether it's in Day-to-day project management, just coming off our offsite, right? We got a lot of talk about what was disappointing to everybody, which was yeah. rad. But then there's like, what's how do you deal with disappointment if you don't get your dream job? Or maybe you, you think you know what a job looks like, and it's not that, and you think you're going towards what you, you know, and you're wrong, and but you don't know, and you don't have all the picture, and you're trying to like, you know, it's like a, how do you deal with that? And I'd love to be some form of, not educator, but uh, us to be some form of thought processors for people on like, what do you do with those things? And how do you bounce back, stay positive and still move forward as an individual and in your company for the company and for like the greater good and, and finding the balance between what's good for you and what's good for everybody, you know? I had a conversation along those lines yesterday Oh. with one of the team members and I, I 
can't say who without yeah. you know yeah yeah totally blowing the whole lid off the thing but i think you're dead on and i think in in the context of what we learned at the offsite where there was honestly a lot of stuff bottled up yep a lot of stuff that came to the table and then we kind of walked away feeling good and feeling refreshed and also feeling this sense of okay how do we get there more quickly sure like how do we catch this thing before people start to resent stuff or before people feel like they have to explode all their emotions yeah all over the place and i think that is one of the that's one of the places where we can be really useful for for a lot of people around right and in in the context of let's say you're you know you're a retail team leader tanner's Tanner's your guy, you know, you report to Tanner on the hierarchy of things. If you have an operational problem, he's going to be able to help you with that. If you have a, if you, if there's a cultural issue, he's going to be able to help you with that. Yeah. Kristen's the the educator, you know, she's, she's amazing at that. If you have a skills based problem, right. She's going to solve it. No questions asked. Vanilla ice. Vanilla ice, dude. Check out the hook while DJ revolves it. (laughs) (laughs) But. There, there's there's a void for, you know, the more we go, the more I'm like, the soft skills are everything they're in everything, an organization. And they're the hardest. The, the ability to manage those things that are soft skills, the ability to manage communication, inspiration, motivation, handling things like disappointment, like you just talked about, that is that is gold. That's what's going to like complete that whole circle and it's not what I've ever been taught. I've never worked anywhere that gave that even a little bit of respect. Right. And I think we have a unique perspective and really through some of this mentoring office hours time, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, that we're about to dive into starting next month. Right. I hope that people use the time and energy for that because that does that does get me excited. And me that's too. a place where I think we have I don't know, we just have a I'm not trying to. Well, yeah, actually, I'm gonna fucking toot our own horn. I think we're really good at taking some of these feelings, addressing them, putting it out there, and helping people process through some of these soft skills. I think so. I and, think being and able I'm to s- connect them to why it worked, why, like how their feelings are valid, but also how it all connects in the context of our values and our company mission and vision is something that we do really well. Not as well as we'd like, but I think we can do it really well based on these meetings and these conversations. Yes. And I again, it sucks to not have really good examples, but a lot of these conversations are super personal. Yeah, and by get... extension, they're very private. So yeah. confidential conversations. Yeah, you're going to have to roll with the vagueness of, of, of whatever that means. And maybe that's why when someone like Ev comes and talks to me in the morning, I'm so su- it's like weighing on my mind a lot. Yeah. Because. I kind of value, I don't know. I, I know how important that connection can be. I, I value the, those kinds of like co- opportunities for communication. So I'm just like, ah, shit. And I mean, I feel like if I were to look at you, you'd even be in conflict because you love the social aspect of a conversation. At the same time, you don't love it right that moment. Yeah. So, right? Like you're probably literally internally conflicted where you're like, I'm actually denying myself something I love. For sure. But this isn't the time and that's just what that is right like there's a consistent push and pull in my head of like i love that it's not healthy for me right now to do it totally and um and sometimes i feel you know bummed at myself for not doing certain things like that and then the the to <clears throat> add to sprinkle some seasoning on that one of the one of the things that also came out of the offsite was people didn't really feel like they had a clear clear path to go clear uh, like like, where do I go with certain problems? Who do I ultimately report to? Right. When we ask that question, who do you think your who do you think your boss is? Yeah, three to five people. And it was three to five people, including me in a bunch of those, to people where I felt I had I was like, I don't n- know how I'm your boss. Right. Aside from me owning the company. Sure. But it was interesting to hear that perspective. And I'm like, oh, okay, so people are viewing certain people in this light so in the context of like you know ev doesn't work for me but yours but he works for me yep (laughs) and 
has certain views about me. I don't know what his views are about me. I'm not trying to speak for you, Everardo. I just, it's just, you You're really, fresh. You're you fresh really in inspired mind. me to uh, have this conversation. So thanks for that. See, man, you this is the conversation that we could have had. <laughs> Shout outs to Everardo for just keeping it steady, Eddie. So I'm so fresh in my mind is cool. Even though people don't work directly for me, I have this awareness of how people view me as a as a leader, mm-hmm. which makes it feel even harder to be like, yeah, sorry, man, I'm just gonna read right now. Right. <laughs> sorry, also, man. doubling down on that. There's the empathetic, uh, empathetic, 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 empathetic side of things to where I remember what it feels like to be able to get time with the owner of the company. Right. And how it would feel to be like, dude, can we hang out? No. Yeah. (laughs) It sucks pretty hard. My favorite one was always like, yeah, dude, just hit me up later. We'll go. <laughs> and then ghosted. <laughs> Just hit me up later. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do stuff for sure, dude. We'll go. Oh yeah, I remember those. <laughs> totally, dude. I'm just gonna disappear off the face of the yeah, earth. Exactly. I don't know where you've been for the last three weeks. I'm just Mr. Surfing date though. I've been calling you every minute on the minute. <laughs> I thought you loved me. Did you check your voicemail, man. I got parental issues, and you're not helping. Where have you been? Outside your house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just set up that time we set up, so I've been waiting. Uh, you never came home, nor are you at work. Where are you? Been waiting. <laughs> just here. We had a date. <laughs> we had a date. I wanted to shred the gnar. Now it's flat because it's been three weeks. Oh, no, man. It's, it's cool, though, because it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for connection and communication. So one of the things that I think is really fun that I was like annoying to me at the time, but now I see, and even after we did, I was like, okay, I, I see a lot of value in that is when we were diving into, you know, personality based things, you know, whether it's the, the Enneagram or the how to fascinate thing or the, uh, what's the Myers Briggs is the most common one the disc disc, all, mm. all of these, all of these things that seem obnoxious, but if you could put them to use and like, if people understood how other people worked right like if those things didn't just live in a file yeah and other people knew like okay this is how this person operates chris is probably never going to talk to anybody before 9 a.m yeah it's just probably not going to happen sure and now because everybody knows that now i don't have to think he's being a dick right not that i think that you think that this is all again everything is in my head chris is calling himself the dick this is all in my head you're not yeah so now that's out on that's out on the table to understand like what kind of communication other people value. Yeah. And then it's always it's always push and pull. It's always push and pull. And then is like then you if you live with disappointment, how do you get through it? I've just started started and I'm I also like you, I'm disappointed all the time. <laughs> that's how this whole thing opened up. <laughs> I just disappointed all of the time. But it's disappointed at different levels. So, like when you people hear disappointment, they're like, "Oh, cool, they're unhappy and lame and what? Not lame. They're unhappy or they're just whatever negative." That's not the case. It's more like I'm starting to learn to hold things a little more lightly. So, it's like the imperfection of all of it as an idealist. And I think we have a company full of idealists. Actually, we have a lot of people who who can see the perfect way. And while we're most of the time aligned, man, idealists are disappointed all the time because it's never perfect and it's never as good as it could be. That's special for our company because we have a lot of people who are going to make it extra rad, but we don't get to do it in the perfect way. So almost every day we live with, somebody's living with disappointment in the progression of our company. Disappointment in the way that Somebody got treated on accident or the perception of how they got treated or we didn't make this decision and it's affecting my department or we didn't or we did make that decision and now I have a lot of work to do. And that goes all the way up to me and you and Chuck in a lot of complicated ways that most people don't see. Like, oh, cool, we're going to keep this company afloat now because we have to, like, raise money to open stores. That's a whole other issue where we're always disappointed in what we can do. I mean, I, th- and I'm just opening up this world of got to hold it lightly and be like, okay, what can I do with what I got? And what it's almost like, how can I plan 
to not get what I think is going to happen right in front of me and be okay with that, which I'm working on. That's basically where I'm at. How do I work on that is my job. And then how do I teach other people to positively walk through that and adapt when there's no way for us to ever be able to promise exactly perfectly what we say? It's so easier for me to help other people through that than to deal with it myself. Well, when you're at the top, nobody helps you deal with it. You have to figure it out by yourself. That could be true. I'm in the car just screaming, dear Evan Hansen, dude. (laughs) Is anybody out there looking for me? (laughs) I mean, context is the first context is the first key for everything. So I oh gosh. It's also how do you talk about some of the things that you're disappointed about without People thinking that you're not on board with them. You know, um, some of the build out stuff that we just talked about, I would feel bad talking to everybody about. Yeah, because it makes people totally. It it makes people in. People take responsibility for it when that's not what you're saying at all. Totally, for sure. And, but I think context is number one. And one of the things that I've been trying to ask myself lately when I feel those feelings, when we have those conversations, and even yesterday, I was just like, fuck, why can't we do anything to the level that I know we can do stuff to? There's some days where everything just feels super half-baked. I'm like, we did this to 70% and this to 60%. We managed to get this thing to 80% and then got this here. And I'm like, basically, this place is fucking worthless and I hate my life. (laughs) And then... That's an idealist. And then I have to, right. I'm So I'm dealing with that disappointment because yep. I for sure am an idealist. Yep. And I can see, which I think that's one of the things that you need if you're going to help drive an organization forward is you need 100%. to be able to see the perfect version. And then, in, and then in some ways, some of the time, this is a slippery slope because I don't want to be, I don't want to say like you need to be willing to settle for less. But you're gonna need to figure out how to pivot through some things. You can't get in your own way. So my first my first step is okay, close my eyes and time travel. And right. I'm gonna time travel to the last job I had before I was a business owner, before we went on this journey. Mm. And then what does my life look like now? And what did it look like then? What projects do I get to work on now? What freedoms do I have now versus what are the freedoms mm-hmm. and the projects that I got to work on then? Who am I around now versus who was I around then? Like who was in my circle? Five stars. So that is the first step. And I'm like, oh, this is for sure worth it. Life is way better despite all of these things not adding like up sure. to perfection like I want them to be. So, yeah. uh, so then you can see the whole progress not perfection it's like am i making moves in you know my growth my development the people that are around me yes 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 check is it perfect no but maybe the world's not on fire or maybe my life's not worthless or maybe this thing that we built isn't just destined to go in the trash can and like be like fuck that that thing sucks right so selling my shares that's that's a one step for me and then I think context for other people is is really the key too because in order for people to live with the disappointment at work, whether it's not getting a job, not being able to work on this project because of where we're going in the company, they need to have a certain amount of information to be able to process that. And I think that is where we have kind of committed to getting better but maybe haven't been great in the past no, we haven't been great in the past because we've been flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> totally. I mean, and we've been flying by the seat of our pants for three years, but one one place where we can slow down is to just spend the time yeah. to explain what's going on to people yeah. in a little bit more detail. And that starts with the employee owners and it trickles down yeah. to the to the team leaders, to the front line, because if those stories can get there, people will be able to deal with the things yep. that are not ideal much better because they understand the context of everything and context context is is the whole that's the that's the whole that's kit. the whole kit. that it is allows the you to thing. look at things objectively you you can see the perspective and you can see to where like okay cool this isn't the project that i thought i was going to be working on even i was really excited for it yep. but now i understand why this other project is the most important thing for the organization not only do i understand that i understand 
how I'm going to grow out of it, even though it might not be in a way that I thought is what I needed or wanted at the time. Totally. And that project actually is going to allow for the opportunity maybe to go in some other directions. And if it doesn't work, none of the directions get to be followed or chased or yeah. potentially walked down. And, and if you know that, then you yeah. can take on a challenge and be like, cool, I'll be bummed for a little bit and I feel good. And now I can attack this new thing with a bunch of vigor and excitement. Right. It's, uh, it's really important. And I think you're right. Being able to set up and get consistent it's everybody being on the same page at the highest level and it's not even the highest is the wrong word but like at the owner operator level that we have which is the employee owners as well being able for everybody to hear the same things at that place they can speak to them all the way to every other team member on the company and that will allow for a clear communication loop hopefully as we continue to move into that which is nice it's really nice i believe in it but i don't I don't know how to deal with disappointment perfectly yet, and it's a fun thing to continue to work towards. I think part of it is being able to speak to it, though, at those meetings together. And we're going to have an owner group meeting for two hours every week, and the team leaders are going to get together with a couple of our employee owners who are leading them every week. Every month, we're all going to get together. It's going to be... It's going to be... Those are the things that make this all work. Those are the things where we can talk through soft skills and refocus on the, on the things that make this place work. Because we're all smart enough to make operations and s systems. Yeah, it's like for sure. That's the stuff that everybody ends on. And then they don't understand why nobody cares about the systems. And where we're going to go a step further is showing people why it matters to utilize those systems and what happens when we do with the attitudes that we believe they all inherently already have. And that's why they work for us <laughs> and with us. Do you feel better already, dude? I feel I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good right now. <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm sorry you're so disappointed, man. <laughs> oh man, it's really in my jam. Jam. No, I'm uh that's Evan Hansen, man. Just the real it's hitting it's hits the kid vibe, the kid the kid in me. Um and like all the it, Jim, Jim the Hansen? <laughs> Evan Hansen, man. The premise is this, bro. What's like a kid problem? Uh oh man. Give the, me a kid the problem. Subconscious. You this is this is maybe deep for me and everybody can uh, buckle up, everybody. Buckle up. <laughs> Here's here's the synopsis of Dear Evan Hansen, all right? Kid lives with mom. Dad left when he was five, right? He's got insane anxiety. He is... It's a movie about me. This is secretly, good. secretly, like, borderline suicidal. No friends on all the pills, right? His, his therapist has tasked him to write himself positive letters about his life every single day. And there's another kid at school named Connor, who's like the goth bully. <laughs> Fucking Connor, dude. Fucking Connor. <laughs> goth bully, also no friends. And they, kid's got a broken arm to start with. Connor recognizes he has no friends. Is like, well, you have no friends and signs his cast. Like the whole cast, Connor, like one huge thing. And... In the library in that same day, Evan Hansen's writing himself a letter, but instead of writing a positive letter, he writes it like if nobody would notice if I was gone nah, 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 and signs it like Evan Hansen because he's writing it to himself. And he prints it, and Connor thinks he's making fun of him, takes the letter, and then the next two days commits suicide. And so they think that Evan Hansen's like his one friend in the world. And Evan Hansen happens to have a crush on Connor's sister. So in order to get close to the sister... Evan Hansen fabricates a story about how they were friends and becomes really tight with the family. While this is funny, there's also like a thing that happens to him in finding meaning in his life in creating like this thing called the Connor project where like they're celebrating Connor's life, somebody he doesn't even know. And it's this really deep gnarly thing where the kid is like the full circle is, I won't share it cause it's on Broadway and it'll probably tour. You should see it. But there is, a shit ton of depth it's funny it's really good but the, it's like this kid goes from no purpose in life to finding purpose in life through this falsity and the family ends up kind of like healing through it and there's a lot of shit that happens but it's really deep because the kid's like so nervous about the world that he like won't use his voice and he won't talk and he won't be himself and he's just it's a thing so i'm like i'm like oh that was mm. me basically i was told i was stupid ADD, you earn your way by being good at sports. You're not good at school. 
we're not really going to trust anything you have to say. So a lot of it has to do like in the first half of like, he won't speak up. He won't like, it's cool. It's intense, dude. <laughs> Anyways, oh. you got chills out there and then the dynamic is funny and the story's good and the acting's good. But like one of the intro songs, it's just like, yeah, he's like, slam on the brakes before I say anything. Like step out of the sun if you get burned. Waving through windows at people. Is anybody watching me? Like I'm hurting real bad. Nobody's paying attention. It's like, Ugh! I'm like, oh, there's my little kid life. I was alone a lot when I was a kid. Dude. I was I, alone all the time. I don't, I know, I don't know why I remember this one moment because I used to do this all the time. But I remember distinctly one particular day in fourth grade and I was at lunch, recess, whatever you want to call it, and I was just walking around the playground just daydreaming by myself, yep. which I did every other day. And I had all like, I always done that. And I think maybe that was the day that I became like, self-aware that I was like, I'm yeah, alone. I don't really have any friends. Yeah. Like everybody's with Daddy. everybody else and I'm all by myself. And for some reason that one particular day is crystal clear in my mind i can see the sand i can see the jungle gym and like the grass field beyond and like the fence on the side and i yep. very like first person like point of view i'm, I'm just like f that was the day i got fucking woke dude that was, I'll, that was <laughs> honestly that was the day you realized you had trauma and that's gnarly i was yeah and like, i that kind of trauma is real and i never really until very recently like the last couple of years i never really connected it's like why do i remember that day so well Dude, no. the, the therapy one, the EMDR, is me throwing a ball against the wall by myself in the backyard to myself. Isn't that gnarly? Yeah, it's terrible. It's fucking gnarly. <laughs> I think a lot of people go through it, but then I listen to these songs after I saw that and I'm all, it's too much, but I like, scream them in the car. I'm healing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking healing, slowly but surely. It's nuts, dude. It's it's super weird. I, I just don't. We got to break those patterns for the people in the world in the future, dog. I know. It's We're really, the, yeah. it's really gnarly. And, and I just, gosh, that, I mean, that shit still fucks with me. Like, maybe that's why I want to be alone in the morning. Maybe I'm like, the, I'm like maybe I'm better alone. I'm like, this is how I am. Yeah. I'm just a lonely man. Then you watch The Good Place. I was watching The Good oh, Place the good and place I'm almost funny. through the first season. And I'm like, oh, interesting. There's some stuff in there. Ted dancing. Yeah. Kristen Bell. Freaking great people. cast. Great cast. Very funny. Love the good place. If you love demons, it's not that kind of <laughs> They're demon. They're not as demony as you think. Yeah. Anyway, I, there uh, you go. I don't know where it happened, but uh, I, I don't know what yeah, we took a turn for the turn for the, for the mental, to the heartstrings and mental, mental health. health thing. But that's part of this whole thing is I guess what I'm saying is people are always carrying something of the sort there in every place. So when you're dealing with disappointment, a lot of the times the disappointment is what's happened to you, but it's also way deeper than that too. And that part is, Duh. that part's hard. See, that's like where you pop the top off a whole, that's a whole, whole other world, whole different, it's like a series of podcasts situation. I mean, it's just, okay. How do you address? Oh, fuck. How, <laughs> how do you address those things in the workplace? Because on one side of the coin, it's really not your responsibility because people need to handle their shit. On the other side of the coin, it's totally your responsibility because every human in the world deals with those things. And if you have people that you care about and want them to be as much as they can be, you have to have at least some awareness of, yeah. you know, you don't need to be their therapist necessarily, but there is maybe it's just like a, a level of awareness where like everyone's dealing with something that you don't know about. Right. And even if you don't know what that thing is, just understanding that can help you move through, like interpreting what people are, because people are really bad at saying what they actually mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It takes them a long time. Because they might not even it. know. Yeah, they don't know. I feel you. In the I'm same totally way that right. I didn't know what, like, what's the significance of me walking around alone? Like, uh -huh. what this, this memory, like, I don't know what the fuck that means. And now I kind of am starting to understand what that means. Yeah. But interpreting those things oh geez i don't know it's like you need a therapist on staff that'd be cool i want one you know so one day i think one day we should have one you know after we get through this tight squeeze we're in right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm with you I, f I, f I feel so 
Some of that comes with age, though, and and like and and sitting with yourself and like looking, and then for sure therapy, like highly recommend. But I mean, I still, I literally to this day struggle with like, I am good at what I do, and at the same time, I'm like, I shouldn't be the person to do this because my whole life I was told you're not supposed to be the person to do this, like you're not good enough or able or whatever. And I'll have people on the team be like, man, thanks for talking. Like, I feel better now than I have in the last six months because of this conversation and like your ability to connect me to blah, blah, blah. And I'll sit there and I'll be like, that is super sick. Really? <laughs> like, I can do that? And I like, I can see it. And I'm just trying to like lean into recognizing that that is maybe like maybe my special gifting. But I and and, and that it's actually worth something. Because in the past, it was like, cool, you're like a cheerleader guy in high school. Because mm. like, you're good at sports, and you're, you can be the captain of the sports team because you're good at it. You're like really positive and cheery, and you're funny. That was kind of your... Class clown slash sports guy. And it, it was almost... That was the, the trap that you kind of fell into at your last job. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Not Dune. No, no, no. <laughs> Not you, Julian Todd. You helped <laughs> Julian, break you're the mold. Cool. Um, but it was, and it and also... It, well, it's interesting to how... Self-fulfilling prophecies of sorts. Kind of. Yeah. So, I mean, there were things that led people to view you like that. For sure. Right? There were some... But the the vibe was like, Jerry's a really nice guy. He's a super cool dude. But he's basically just a kid. Yeah. And Forever. we'll just treat him yeah. like that. But it's interesting to see how that cycles. Because when you get treated like that enough, you almost start to act like that in some ways. Well, yeah. And, and You're going to make me this. I'm going to be this. And then it just spins... Spins completely out of control. Uh, which yes, is, which is kind of a dangerous place to be in. So That's a good like, connection, you know. Like, cool. This is what I am. Therefore, I will be this because this is what I am. Well, and the connection you know, to what I was just talking about in this thing is, it's like the the crazy part that was hard is that I would always tell myself, "No, you're not just that," and people would be like, "No, you're just that." Stop trying to be more than that. Mm -hmm. And that's where the pain gets super gnarly because you have to essentially keep getting denied or keep getting made to feel like shit until you prove in your own way whether it's to yourself or you like succeed at something that you're not this thing that everybody keeps telling you you are even when you're like internally you're like i'm not that and they're like you're that for sure you're that and i'm like no dude i'm a lot more than that and they're like, no you're not for sure you're not so i think that's why i'm identifying with this because that's essentially like the kid with all the anxiety they're just telling him what he was and he's like i okay i guess that's who i am i can't be anything more and so for me part of the thing that's rad and also really painful is like stepping into a place where you're like i'm gonna keep trying to be way more than i'm gonna try to be what i think i can be and people are pretty much not gonna believe that i can do it moreover they're going to like ignore or push away or not even hear what you have to say because like you're not that person and you have to keep banging your head what feels like banging your head against the wall or keep putting yourself out there. Courage is on my ankle, dude. Maybe it was just, <laughs> when I was 18, I got a courage tap. Maybe that's why I didn't even know. I'm just lifting myself up. I'm just my lifting myself up right now. But well, no, I'm good right now, but I'm noticing it. And that's the painful part is noticing that like what I really would do is I'd put myself out there in a really lonely place because I believed in myself where maybe if you'll believe in me or not, I didn't feel like they did. And so I felt like I was alone in that place, unsupported and unsafe doing it. Mm. And then finally we have a business where it's starting to show itself that it can work, not only because of me. And that is interesting. Cause now I'm like, okay, it looks like maybe I was kind of right. Now I have to start believing in myself that I was right. <laughs> you know, like, and, and leaning into those places and not other places and not retreating to the safe places. What like what's this? What what would be an example of retreating to the safe place right now? Safe place. I was always good at creating straightforward systems and just like working things out so I can make the thing work well, right? Like yeah. just like the geeky, like yeah, this is it goes A plus B plus C. You do it like that, and like you don't get to live out and speak into the connections that you can make for people and for like the business and how this whole thing can work. And I actually can see it really clearly, but I'll often tell myself like, nah, it's too, you don't actually see it. And then I'll have a conversation with somebody kind of at random and they'll ask some questions and they'll come out and be like, dude, I get it. 
I'm on board. I'm fully down. That's why I'm here. And I'll be like, so in a way, like not only me, but you are here because you believe me. <laughs> and that's, and you believe me not in a way where I'm like, if for me, it's you believe in what I believe in. And so what I believe in is not bullshit. I wonder if that's, oh man. It's deep. It's psycho. Are you down to get medium personal? Sure, man. Where are we at? Board 48? Yeah, we can go for a little bit longer. Like, you okay. got PT in a minute. So I wonder if because you've been bred basically I've been bred to kind of be that okay this is where my value is i can i'm just kind of the guy i can figure out this like a plus b equals c thing yeah. like almost, you're simpleton you're yeah you're simpleton <laughs> yeah. that that's somehow part of your dna and you're actively branching out into these these new unexplored like weird territory where maybe your true potential actually lies for sure which, that's where i think your true, true potential same actually lies i believe that too someone asked me yesterday what your job was and me yeah and yeah. i was it was really hard to explain which i think it is hard to explain to any you know as an owner as an owner oh, yeah. or a you know any kind of ceo type person to where it's like well you have to shift your mind first right it's not about it's like what what projects are you working on? It's like it's not about projects or tasks at that level. Like your biggest right. asset is your brain and right. your ability to think differently than someone else. Yes, and figure out how to connect these seemingly disparate dots and drive something forward in a way that's never been driven before. That's what business owners do. Sure, and then they have people help them to operationalize those things, turn them into reality. Hundred percent. So I feel like. With, like maybe you backsliding into your old ways of thinking and trying to pull yourself out of it is every once in a while you'll take on a project that you totally don't need to do no just like, to prove to myself i'm doing something right so let's take a cbd launch thing for an right. example seems to me like something like that to where yeah. it's like here's something that's really tangible yeah. that i can take a to z and then i'll sure. have proof positive that i'm worth something as a person uh-huh like, so, look i brought something that we could sell in our business right and yeah. then i'm gonna handle the rollout and right. that's like that now in the context of this conversation is less of you feeling like you need to like do this and more about like this is something that i've just been kind of bred to do this will make me feel validated and it's almost like a pattern that you're trying to break and that's like a backslide into yeah it. no my worth by both whatever by program is what can what have you done for me lately <laughs> totally so like i have I talk to Brittany about this a lot. I'm like, I don't really care when people tell me thank you for doing whatever. Thank you for making coffee. Thank you for handling breaks. Thank you. It's like, oh, cool. Thank you. You care for me about you care about me because I did something for you. You care about me because I did something, period. Thanks for creating Cat and Cloud. It's super sick. Uh, you're welcome. I did another thing. Like, great. I can accomplish shit. I've always been able to accomplish shit if I put my mind to it. That doesn't reflect me as a human being at all to me it might to somebody else but when i hear people tell me that like yes yeah, it's, it's really sick that like you came in and handled breaks and i'm all yep you're happy that i did something for you or for our business and it's not that's actually that's actually how it feels to me like it doesn't when i win a barista competition you performed again monkey could you you know nice job is basically mm. what it feels like you won you did it and i'm like yep i fucking won I always thought I could win, but like nobody else did. I finally did. That's cool. I proved it to myself, but it doesn't mean a fucking thing because my whole life has been performing for somebody. So if, unless I'm performing in something that I'm passionate about, which is our value system and some of the shit we're putting together and like how it all connects in a way that matters and not just in a way that makes money, it doesn't work for me on a soul level, but I've been programmed to just make do good shit, dude, make more shit happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, maybe that, you identify that is one of the uh, oh man perform monkey stress me out <laughs> did you did I, did I unlock a box well i have a like a similar but different experience so after i was able to somehow like self-actualize like cool i don't have any friends nobody really likes me slash cares mm -hmm. about me sure i figured out oh i'm actually kind of smart I I can get shit done for sure. In the same way that you're like, I can get shit done for sure. Um, more than being smart, I was like really good at making other people think I was smart. Mm. I could, I was really good at, I don't know, I mean, everybody has some level of this, but 
pattern recognition came really easy to me. I could plug myself into kind of almost anything mm-hmm. and get pretty close to being a quote unquote expert yeah. in most people's minds, like relatively fast. And then my value system was based on, I was the guy who didn't make any mistakes. Right. I could get and I could get shit handled and it was clean. But once I realized that that was quote unquote who I was, what I did, and that's what people valued me for, it one generated a shitload of fear because I put a ton of pressure on myself because I became the guy that doesn't make mistakes. Mm. You know how fucked and hard it is to be the guy that doesn't make mistakes? Pretty impossible. It's pretty impossible. Yeah. But when you have that expectation of yourself because you see that as your main value, you do a couple things. One, you work yourself way too hard trying to reach a standard that you never will. And you can come like pretty damn close in most people's minds, but you kill yourself doing it. Mm-hmm. Two, you never really learn because you're actively avoiding that uncomfortable feeling of failure. And by actively avoiding that feeling, you're for sure going to stunt your growth in some way. Yeah. So I would like chip off things that I was really good at. And I got into these like really niche specialty areas, but I was, I was playing it way too safe. Right. And, right. 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 And you could, because then you could execute every time or most of the time. I could execute every. There was like, yeah. a, it, it was easy to put things into a template. Yeah. So when I worked before in the say business development, wholesale, I'm like, okay, cool. Here's what I know how to do. I know how to make people feel good. I can train people on coffee really well, and those things became like the biggest asset of the company at the time in terms of like, in addition to the brand. Yeah, 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 Right, but there were a ton of wholesale accounts that we, you know, quote unquote, won, which I don't really love that terminology, simply because I showed up when other people didn't, and they're like, oh, you made us feel really good. Right. That's cool. Totally. And so business grew and things seemed to go well. But every day, I was kind of like, fuck, I do not want to come to work. I don't want to come to work. I'm. Everyone tells me I'm doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Work fucking sucks, and I'm not excited. And the reason that work wasn't exciting to me was because when I look at what a uh, a wholesale program could be, mm-hmm. there's a completely different vision in my mind that is like completely outside of the box. But I couldn't go there. Yeah, because. I didn't give myself the freedom to kind of spend time visualizing that, and it would have been way too challenging. Totally. And I I would have had more backslides than my ego could have handled at that time because those backslides would have turned me into the person. It would have taken away that I'm the person who executes and wins all the time. Yeah. And even though I know that my life could have been better, I was unable to shake that, like, nope, I'm a winner. Right. I need to win. This is my way of winning, even if it's super basic. You could do that now, I bet. Oh, I mean, you we're work, we're working on it. Yeah, I mean, we're. I mean, I think we already have. Well, yeah, through, each of us individually. I'm more just saying that oh, to you. Like you've you've moved through that a lot, I think, compared to then for sure. But it makes totally, sense. Yeah. yeah, and I still have elements of it, and there's still we will. just like you have elements of you know still the, the of shit elements. that we yeah that we just talked about. I feel constricted in some ways yeah like even having this business i don't feel like i have total freedom to create the world that i want to create yet yeah and again to figure out how to wrap my head around that context is the key because Mm -hmm. of decisions that we've made as an organization some of the things that i really want to do need to wait yeah at least now i just understand why right and the good news is is at least in the context of where we're at you know that they're also still a able to be on the table just not this moment and that is really helpful for people like me for sure right it's it's not too far away from being activated yeah it's it is kind of hard to come to work sometimes though and know oh this that and the other if we could just (laughs) like (laughs) it's super stressful just drop it on me yeah and and i think the way you default into your old behavior at those moments I'll default into mine and just be like, fine, my job's not creative. I just need to win. 
Totally. I just need yes, a, I, I just, just need, I just a need to get a win. Give me a and win. And like whatever that looks like, man, that wasn't really energizing, but I got a win. Yeah. Now I'm a winner again. And now people can see me as now a winner. Now people can see me as the fucking winner that I am. Fucking cool guys. Thank God. Do you guys like to win? Uh, yeah. Write in. Tell us what your li- biggest win is. We're going to send you out on this note right here. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we'll get like pulled off iTunes for that. No, no, no. Like well, like if well, we get shut down, you know what I'm saying? Glass. <laughs> now you can't tell what was happening. That's just a background, some background noise. Do they do that? I don't know. I, I that's what I've heard. That oh, that, I wouldn't be surprised. Un, uh, like un, unauthorized uh, content. Yeah, because we could sell that shit. Yeah, look at his broken we arm. We make dude. money. Oh, his broken arm. Evan Hansen. Oh, well, we're gonna record the news for everybody. And then we're going to walk away. Chris is going to get his foot rubbed. Have a great fucking day. Bye. (laughs) I'm like, this is how I am. I'm just a lonely man.